You're listening to the Selling Social Podcast, and we're your hosts. I'm Laren Kelly. And I'm Sydney Lish. We're two entrepreneurs turned best friends, pulling back the curtain and taking you behind the scenes to show you what it really takes to build wildly successful brands. You'll learn tools, tips, and strategies from top industry trailblazers that are paving the way in the world of social selling and building brands online. This podcast is for you if you sell a product, a service, or your expertise. We are Selling Social. You ready? Let's get it. to kick off this Monday morning with you. This is the Selling Social Podcast. It is Laren and I love these business for breakfast episodes where we get to wake up and eat business for breakfast with you every single week. So to kick this off, I just first want to like do a little recap because I just got done with a two-day mastermind. It was this badass business mastermind. I'm actually in it for six months and this is just the first month, but this is something I've wanted to be a part of for the last like three to four years, I just knew like it's a huge investment. And it was one of those things where I like had to wait till the time was right. It wasn't like I was waiting and putting it off. I was just like, I know when the timing is right. And I just knew this year, the timing was right with everything that we have going on. I was like in full momentum and I'm in such, I'm like such a firm believer of like you invest in a business coach and you invest in a mastermind when your business is in momentum. It's not necessarily when you're struggling, it's when you have insane clarity in your vision and you're in so much momentum and you need the systems and the support to help you scale that to the next level. And I'm just so excited and I'm gonna do like throughout the next six months, I'm gonna drop in here a lot of like just bits and pieces and takeaways to like pay it forward to all of you guys. Cause I know that they, these are such valuable tips that you can apply in your business. But even just this last week and I got to learn from like this top powerhouse influencer on Instagram who she was like a permanent makeup specialist that is now once COVID hit and just like obviously took away her whole business with COVID in the beauty industry. And now she's doing between 300 to $400,000 a month taking all of her knowledge and putting it online and creating online courses and group masterminds. I learned from a top financial expert on how to like look at your income coming in right now from whether it's product sales, service sales, coaching sales, Um, that active income that's coming in should just be used to then basically invest in leveraged income in the future to actually like multiply your income for your future. Oh my God, my mind is just spinning. There's so many things, but learning all these powerful like tips for business, like basically any type of entrepreneur in the online space. So for the next six months, I'll keep dropping some tips in for you guys. But as you know, if you're following us on social media, we are heading into season two. Can you believe it? We wrapped up the 50 episodes. Um, We've been promoting what the top 50 or the top 10 out of the last 50 episodes were and how valuable they've been. And we're so excited for this season two and just creating that new shift. Like we talked about too, even on social media, like we kind of are rebranding our color palette to like more brighter colors, like for this next season. You know, we also want to create a brand that stands out. So, our, you know, when we launched this, it was like, who Sydney and I are, we're like, we love the black, we love the nudes, like we love that, that bolder, um, like fierce boss babe vibe of that like black color palette. But what we're realizing is, you know, the Instagram is a saturated market. And if you want to stand out, your content needs to stand out. So if you've seen us pivot to like brighter colors, more bold colors, there's a purpose for that because we know people are just tapping their stories and scrolling through. And so we're like, you know what, we're going to pop. We just want that those colors to pop, to stop and grab their attention. So we just want you guys to kind of look at your own social media in that sense too, is the content that you're creating, is it popping? Is it 
creating people to stop scrolling and actually pay attention to what you're posting? Or is it just one of those things that's passive and they just keep flying by it because we're also used to tapping our screens and just going to the next story. So we want your feedback. So if you love our new color palette, if you love our new like branding, all the things that we're kind of stepping into, give us a shout out on, shoot us a DM, drop in our DMs and let us know. And this month, we're gonna really talk about sales. Yes, <laughs> we're so excited because Sydney and I, the reason we created Selling Social was because everybody is selling a product, they're selling a service, or they're selling their expertise. It doesn't matter any, like walk through an average day and all the things that you touch or the things that you've purchased or the things that you're buying online, like everything is something that somebody has sold to you, whether it's an idea, an opinion, or an actual physical product something is always being sold to you. There's a reason that you're purchasing one thing over another and making certain decisions. So we decided we wanted to break it up and focus on products this week. The next week will be service and that third week will be expertise. So I just want to kick this off because think about it, like everything you own is a product that you have purchased. When you walk through your house, there's a reason you purchase something from someone or somewhere versus somewhere else. So it's like starting to analyze even your own thought process, like stepping into being a buyer and be like, why do I make these decisions? Like, why do I buy the things that I buy? You know, what is creating you to make that decision? Because it's the same reason someone else is going to make a buying decision when they're purchasing from you. So this tip today is all about if you sell a product. So how many of you own a salon? How many of you own a medical skincare? How many of you are in real estate, so your product is homes? How many of you are network marketers? Yes, we have so many network marketers on here. How many of you own some type of brick and mortar or you have an online business that you're selling a product, a physical product? Some of you are just even creating physical products. I'm gonna even drop one in here right now. Make sure you're following Hewless Teeth Whitening. She's one of my clients and we're like, I mean, her brand is in so much momentum for being like a desensitization teeth whitening company. Go follow them because she is crushing it. And she literally built that product from ground up. I just want to drop that in because she was just doing so well. Um, but today I want to just like talk about the difference between like online and offline sales and then just give you some power tips um, to like really apply to your business. So let's first talk online. If you're selling a product and you want to leverage the online space, so this is a lot of like network marketers as well as even service providers that are realizing, wow, like not clients, customers don't necessarily come into your brick and mortar anymore as much as they used to. So everybody has had to pivot to online business, to building like e-commerce stores. So even if you're a salon, for example, because we have so many salon owners on here, you know, one of the biggest things that I notice is that you don't have an e-commerce store. You don't have something built onto your website that actually has a shop page where your customers can go on and purchase products and your affiliate products from your website. Or you can, you're not finding ways or creating ways to like promote the products on Instagram through your Instagram stories and then give them the swipe up feature, give them a link to be able to purchase that product online. A lot of you are still doing it old school where they'd have to actually come into your salon or med spa or your store to purchase those products. So if you could take away any tip from this, it's that. You need to be creating an e-commerce store, a Shopify store, a, a something online that's giving people permission and allowing them to shop online. And we have someone, my man, Chris, who you guys hear us talk about, 
He is amazing with website development. So if this is something too, he will absolutely give you a massive discount for being a part of Selling Social Community. Shoot us a DM on um, Instagram at Selling Social Podcast and we'll make you a referral and have he'll help you build out that uh, Shopify store on your website at a discount. But here's a couple things. If you're online and you're promoting your products, I don't care in this point, whatever it is that you sell, if you're promoting a product online, how are you telling a story? And I'm just going to power through some of these tips, but the, one of the biggest things is storytelling. You know, I think what stresses a lot of owners out is I don't have the time to go create so much content. I don't have the time to sit and write all the content out that converts, but I the you guys have to understand that the world is moving at a very fast pace and social media is moving at a very fast pace and people are buying instantly, like instant gratification, they're buying within those seconds. So the most important thing you could do right now is to block out time every single week for content creation for one. And if you're, if you really want to step it up, if you're like, I want to build a seven figure business this year, People, those seven-figure earners that are crushing it at those high levels are blocking out one day a week, one to two days a week, just for content creation. So even that girl I was talking about earlier that's making $300,000 a month, I mean, she has the most intense social media schedule, and then she blocks out one to two days every single week for video creation. Literally, she just batch creates reels all day and then uses it for content because she knows the power of content creation. Top earners that are like those seven figure businesses have outsourced all of their systems so they can spend more time creating content. That is so valuable. I went off, to I went off topic for a second, but the power of storytelling, what I, where I was going with this was, yes, it's hard to create so much content. And if you're not in a place where you're like, I can't take a day off just to create content, then use your customers as storytellers for your business. Right now, I want you guys to grab 10 testimonials, 10 testimonial videos from your clients that have a powerful transformation story, whether it's transformation from weight loss, transformation from a hair product, um, just a transformation in the sense of they've had a, a transformative experience within your business grab their testimony, ask them like, what three words would you use to describe my company? What three words would you describe me? Give me a 30 second video on what you love about your experience at my business. Find those, grab those. And then you, once you capture those 10 testimonies, then you can create like three different reels, like montage videos, reels, allowing those to tell the story. You could take each individual one and put it into a template in Mojo or Canva or Impresso, one of those apps, upload it to your posts, upload it to your stories and be featuring testimonies every single week. Oftentimes it's the customers that will sell your products for you more than you can even sell yourself because now you're allowing the results to speak for themselves. You're allowing the customers to tell the story. Okay. The second one is talk about how the product can make your life or make their life easier and, and not even just easier long-term, but easier immediately. Like once you know, like your ideal clients, like pain points, challenges, and desires, like like on the, like in such detail, that's the vision you need to be casting. When you go online, that's the vision you need to be casting is how is this product going to make their life easier immediately? How will it transform them instantly? What is it going to do for their life this week when they start? People need to know, like they want that instant gratification. They need to know that this is going to allow their life to become easier. 
The next one is like engage in cross-selling. You see all these people online and they're growing their influences so big. They're growing their followers so big. They're selling these massive amounts. What are they doing that you feel like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? Well, they're engaging in cross-selling. They're engaging in like collaboration. They're renting people's audiences to get across to people faster. So I want you guys to make a list of like 10 people from Instagram or your network that you know that have a larger audience that you do and their audience consists of people that are like your ideal client, like your ideal client lives within their audience. Write those people down. And then I want you to reach out to them and I want you to create a collaboration. How can your business, your influence, your email list impact that person's business or product that they're selling? How can you guys create like rent each other's audiences? Basically like you then promote your product through their email list. You promote their product through their Instagram stories or their posts or inside of their business. Like how can you start to collaborate with other people and tap into bigger audiences than yours and do less better? I want you to really think about that instead of sitting here and being like, okay, you know, I want to, I need to go reach out to 10 new people on Instagram and try to sell them my product. Well, why not reach out to 10 people who have an audience of a thousand people and tap into their audience? Wouldn't that make more sense? Do less better. The next one for online is like create a sense of urgency and scarcity. Use words like limited time. You know, this, this product's only going to be up for a limited time. I'm only offering this gift for a limited time. I only have a few left. Once they're gone, they're gone. Like how are the, I want you guys to analyze the, like the verbiage, the language you're using when selling and does it create a sense of urgency? Does it create almost scarcity that if they don't buy it right now, they may miss the opportunity. How can you start to analyze like what is the, even when you're sending an email, for example, I would consider that even online. If you're selling on the back end through email marketing, how could you even like up level your subject line? So it creates a sense of urgency, like grab one that creates like that wow factor. That's like, will grab someone's attention when they're scrolling through their emails. Okay. All right. So then when you think of offline, some offline tips, meaning in person, is really ask guiding questions. So if you have a brick and mortar, um, say it's a salon, a med spa, or some type of service, you would obviously, the very first thing you wanna ask is like, what is your biggest hair concern? What is your biggest skin concern? What is your biggest weight loss concern or weight concern? Ask those questions so then all you're doing throughout the entire service, if you're a service provider, is you're providing the solution. You're just saying, you said that your biggest concern was this. This is what I'm using on you today to create the solution. So if you just look at problem, solution, problem, solution, like ask those guiding questions and then like say, this is what I'm using on you today. Then I've, we've dropped this one before on the podcast, but put the product in their hand. When someone takes ownership of a product by holding it, they will buy it because they can already envision themselves using this product at home, buying this product. So whatever, whatever business you, you have and whatever product you're selling, find ways that you can put the product in their hand. Find ways that you can demo the product and have them do it on themselves. Um, number three is cast a long-term vision. Use the words like graduate. So for example, if you are selling a weight loss product, say you're um, selling isogenics and you're a part of isogenics, which is the massive the products we use. Um, 
you would use words like graduate. Okay, I'm going to start you here for your first 30 days. Once you see that result and your body starts to like release about 10 pounds of just like unnecessary weight, um, then I'm going to graduate you into this for the next three months so that you can go more in maintenance mode. Okay. Maybe it's a hair product and you're like, you know, first we need to repair your product or repair your hair from the inside out, strengthen it from the inside out because it's been damaged. But then we're going to graduate you into these products to start to add moisture in and add shine back into your hair once it's been repaired. Um, so when you use the word graduate and you're basically casting a long-term vision, they're seeing it as like, no, this isn't a one and done product. They're not just purchasing it right then they're purchasing it. And then they're going to graduate to the next level of products or this next round of products. So now that they see a long-term vision, this is a big one. If you have a brick and mortar business and there's a whole retail shelf, doesn't matter what you're selling. If there's a retail shelf, that feels very overwhelming to people. They walk in and if you're like, you need these three products and you just pull those three products, they're going to be like, well, wait, what about all these other products on the shelf? Why not those? There's some of this, this weird, like people just are like, wait, I want these. These ones are prettier. These ones are pink. But if you show them like, this is like, show them the whole vision. Like this is a luxury brand. This is you know, this, let's use hair products, for example, these specific ones are for shine. These specific ones are for moisture. These specific ones are for uh, repair. Help them see what all of them are for. Or maybe it's skincare and it's like, these are for acne. These are for cleansing, whatever it is. But then you're going to say, this is where I'm going to start you because your biggest concern or your biggest need is this. But then when you're ready, I'm going to graduate you into this and you cast that long-term vision so that they know I'm coming back and I'm going to continue to use these products long-term. Okay. The next one is like really putting subliminal messaging throughout your entire customer journey. So if, if you're a service-based business and you're selling a product, you would drip it in from the second they book their appointment to the second they come in and they're sitting in the retail area to when you greet them, to when you're washing their hair at the shampoo bowl, to the second they check out. If you're in retail, then it's like dripping in the products throughout the customer journey from like um, Facebook to Instagram, to the website, to when they come in, to in the changing rooms, to when they leave, like analyze your process and be like, how can I create subliminal messaging throughout this to show like using words that entice them to want to shop, okay? Um, one of the next ones is like, there's probably a more appropriate way to say this, but touching the client, gently put your hand on their arm so you can build rapport. Imagine like when you're at a retail store and you're talking to somebody and that person is like, grabs your elbow, like puts their hand slightly on your arm. They instantly break down any walls between you. There becomes no barrier between you and that person. And yes, it's COVID right now. So you don't really want to touch people, but if there's an opportunity where you can start to build rapport with someone and show that you're approachable, that you're welcoming, that you're inviting, that you have good energy, that's the, that's really what you guys want to create is like touch them. So they feel a connection to you in the most appropriate way, obviously. And the last one's like, don't act desperate, come from a place of education and not sales. When you, when you just say things like, this is what I used on you today. This is what I recommend to achieve the result. These are the products that you need to basically deliver the result that is the answer to their problem. 
like when you're not like desperate, like, oh my gosh, you need to buy this. And this is the amount. And are you ready to buy? And you're putting pressure on it. Take, release that pressure, release that desperate feeling and just come from a posture and a level of confidence that you're like, I am so confident in the product that I'm selling you. I am so confident in this product that I use that I think every single person needs this. And if you don't buy it, the next person's going to buy it. And if that person doesn't buy it, the next one's going to buy it. Like when you come from that level of like, I know, and I believe in this product. So when you're ready, you're going to purchase this from me. And that's your mindset. It is a hundred percent different approach. So just make sure you're coming from that level of confidence. And then here's some just like random tips for you guys. Always treat prospects like buyers. So if you sell a product, I want you to really imagine like your VIP customer. Imagine a VIP customer purchasing from you every month for the last five years. And she purchases a lot. She is like your highest paying customer. You just love that person. You adore that person. You respect them. You're so grateful for them. I want you to show up to every single prospect, the same level, the same enthusiasm, the same way you greet that same VIP client. And really think about that next time that you get on a discovery call or a prospect call with a potential buyer or the next time a new customer walks into your business. I want you to think of that like that as if that VIP client walked in, how would you treat them? How would you greet them? I want you to treat and greet that prospect in the same way with that same energy and watch like your energy and their energy shift. The next one is I want you guys to sell people on the value there's certain like language and verbiage you should be using. This is one of them. Talk about the value it's going to provide for their life, their body, their business, whatever it is you're selling is it is lead with the value. And here's, here's a good one. So if you're a realtor, your product is the homes. It's your inventory that you're selling. If you were to show somebody a house that's within their price range, let's say they can afford a $300,000 house. You bring someone into a $300 house and then it's beautiful and they love it. They're like, yeah, this is, you know, this is what we're looking for. This fits your needs. But then if you brought them to a $450,000 house and maybe it's been a little bit more remodeled, it has a little bit more things that they would love and that they're really looking for and that they would be compromising at the $300,000 level. I guarantee those people would go home if they loved it enough and they would convince themselves of how can they afford the $450,000 one. They would pull more money out. They would ask friends and family. They would figure it out because they see the value in paying the $450,000 price to get more of what they're looking for, right? So I think of and really apply this to your own life. How many times have you done that? where you've maybe said you wanted one thing and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, but now I want this over here and it costs way more and I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure out how to buy that because I, it makes me feel good. It's, it feels like it's so much more value for me. So how can you do that with the products that you sell? Maybe show them what they think they need and then show them what you really think that they want. And show how that value of the other one that's maybe a little bit more luxury, a little bit more value, even if it's more expensive, could impact their life in some way. And I guarantee they, when you do that the right way, they will, that you will not even have to talk price. They will find a way to purchase it. Okay. The next one is like, don't discount things. Always add it as a gift. So for example, if you walked into your favorite store in the mall and there was a big red sign that said, everything is 20% off today. What would you think? 
most of us would be like, cool, 20% off. I bet there's some good things, but for the, but you'd also think, oh, well, it must be old season or it must not be selling, or it must be the things that like no one else bought. So it's probably a lower inventory. 20% devalues what you're selling. So instead though, if you walked in and the person at the front handed you a $25 gift card and they said, listen, when you spend $150 or more, we wanna give you this $25 gift card and you can apply it toward your purchase here today. That lifts you up. That makes you feel more value. That is giving you a gift that you want to spend. When someone gives you a gift, you want to spend it, right? You'd feel bad walking out of there not spending $150 because you're holding a $25 gift card that you could use. So apply this to your business. Like don't offer discounts, but how can you add more value? How can you give more of a gift? The next one is like shift perception. This is a big one is like when, especially around people buying things, they have perceptions around things. Um, so if someone, for example, thinks spending money at a hair salon to buy a product is expensive because they've heard it's expensive or they've been to another salon where they felt like the product was expensive, but they were never educated on why the value of that product is more than the one that you buy at Walgreens. You need, your goal isn't to just say like this product is, you know, more expensive, but your goal is to be like shift their perception and help educate them to understand the difference. Okay. So for example, I would say demo the product and show them like if you were to purchase a shampoo at Walgreens and you were to put it on your hand, it's going to emulsify, meaning it gets a little bit soapy because there's so much water in it. Those, those products are not as concentrated, so they have more water in them. Same with skincare or makeup, for example. Then if you were to buy one that's like of luxury, of value, is like more quality driven, that's like a more of a $60 shampoo or a $60 foundation or a $100 skincare product. Those are highly concentrated. They have more ingredients, like they have more of the innovative technology in it. They have more of the concept, like highly concentrated, less water. So if you were to put that on your hand, it's gonna basically like absorb right into your hand because it's not filled with so much water. So th these are examples of how you could actually demo these products to show someone and shift their perception, to educate them and help them understand the difference. You're not saying why, you're not telling me you have to buy this one. You're just saying, this is why the price is different. This is why the quality is different. This is why the innovative ingredients are different and why it's quality and why it's going to be a little bit higher in price. Okay. So it's how can you always like analyze, like, what is it that they're, why are they not buying and how can you shift that perception? The next one is like, use the words. These are three sales words. And we actually dropped these in uh, some of these tips in our text message, uh, community last week. So if you love these sales tips, by the way, you're going to want to be in our sales or our business for breakfast texts. And I'll drop that in at the end, but use words like imagine success or result and their name. So what if you're like, Sarah, I want you to imagine what your life could be like when you lose the 30 pounds. Imagine like when you achieve those results, how will that actually impact your life? Those key words help people cast a vision. They can see themselves because you're telling them to imagine what their life would look like when they got that success, when they achieved that result. And then when you tie their name in it, it personalizes it. It makes them feel close to you. It makes them feel seen by you. Those are so powerful. So imagine success or the result and then their name. 
The next one's like on a discovery call. I w- we've talked about this before, but if you haven't heard those episodes, I want to nail this one in. On a discovery call, make sure you're asking them to talk first so that you're just asking guiding questions. So if you're selling a product, your goal is to identify their pain points and how your product be- can become their solution. So if you get on a call, what you cannot do, and Sydney's going to go deeper into this on Friday, but you can't just like word vomit everything about your product. You have to ask those guiding questions to understand what are their pain points? What are their challenges? What if they don't make a decision today? How is that going to impact their life? And then your only job is to then be able to provide a solution to what they, that you just got out of them, like identifying all those pain points. So then when you're ready to talk, you're just casting a vision for them. You're helping them see what's possible. And then you're just showing them that the, this product is the solution to what they need. Okay. The next one is, this is, of course, you guys know this, but always follow up. The sales happen in the follow-ups. It is very rare for somebody to like, just get on a prospect call, get on a discovery call and just close someone on a product over the phone. So this is where like your follow-up is so crucial. And then if you have, if you're more of like um, a service provider, yours is more of like the customer journey. So it's not necessarily if a client doesn't buy a product right then, you follow up the next day or a couple days later. But what you can do is create a customer journey that follows up. So maybe it's your email marketing and it's like over the course of between now and eight weeks from their next appointment, they receive a few emails saying um, like adding value and showing why those specific products could be what they're looking for. It could be the solution to their problems. Or maybe you offer a customer appreciation day in your business and that's the day that you give a gift and you offer $20 for any purchases over $100 in products. And then you send a reminder that day like, hey, listen, I know you wanted these three products the last time you were in. So I just wanted to pay this forward that on this specific date in four weeks from now, we are also, we're going to give you guys $20 off for customer appreciation day or $20 toward your $100 purchase on customer appreciation day. And I'll send you a reminder then. So that's a great way to follow up. Like you're creating touch points to give them opportunities to buy. Okay. Um, And then the next one is second money is always first. It's always easier than first money. Okay. I want you to think about that because like, think like if you're selling a dress, then it could be like the purse to go with it, the hat to go with it, the accessory to go with it. Um, When you're selling maybe a foundation, maybe it's the primer that's going to go with the foundation. If you're selling a skincare product, maybe it's the serum that's going to go with the cleanser or a serum to go with the shampoo and conditioner. I want you guys to imagine what the, like when you went to a mall and you're kind of walking through a mall and you, you, it takes a lot for you to usually swipe the card the first time. But once you swipe it, it becomes easier. And you're like, well, I could use this and I could use this. And before you know it, you're walking out with three bags instead of one. So second money is easier than first money. So always like the, the hardest part is to get them to get them to buy that first product. Once they say yes to you, it is so much easier to add on a second product to go with it. So I want you guys to remember this. It is not done when you just set to have them buy that one product. It is your job to then be like, okay, and may I suggest that this product would go really well with this to achieve this result? that's gonna make it so much easier to sell. All right, and the last one is making sure you have an email funnel set up. I talked about this before with your follow-up, your sequence, your customer journey. You should all have email campaigns going out. We of course recommend Flowdesk, so I wanna drip this in that you get 50% off when you use our Flowdesk link. So go to HTTPS 
backslash, backslash, or forward slash, forward slash, flowdesk.com, forward slash C, C as in cat, forward slash selling social. So again, flowdesk.com, forward slash C, forward slash selling social to get 50% off. Flowdesk has the most customized email templates. You can brand it. They're easy to design. It's only $19 a month. It is the best email marketing campaigns that I've ever used. And I highly recommend it. So you guys, oh, so much value. I hope, I want to know which of these tips stood out to you the most. So make sure to reach out to us at Selling Social Podcast on Instagram. Take a snapshot of this episode, upload it to Instagram stories and share your biggest takeaway from this week's episode. And Sydney's going to be back this Friday to give you guys even more tips for product sales. I love you guys so much. We're so grateful for you as always. And I will see you next time.